Hello and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello and welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hopefully you've been doing well since you've been away. Hey, check it out, fellas. How y'all doing, DJ Cornerstone and Doc? Man, grateful. Grateful. Good and grateful. Yes, indeed. All right. I'm good. I'm glad to have y'all back because I know on episode 40, we stepped out the norm and did something with more of our Christian creative uh, arts part where we had uh, the cast from the play production that was held at Mount Zion, uh, Weston's Joseph. Mm. So we did that interview in there, but I gave y'all a shout out. So, you know, I ain't forget y'all. I appreciate it, Mike. <laughs> I gave y'all a shout out. <laughs> well, we done come down to the last episode we're going to put out for the year 2023 and uh we got a powerful one packed for you today we got some very special featured guests in and we're going to get to them in one second but we're, we're talking about the art of the power couple now most cases when you see power couples you you the most names come to mind is what jay-z and beyonce mm-hmm. you know power couples and then uh you have other celebrities that have been noted to really vibe in business together and stuff like that. But we're we going to get local here in Joliet because we got our own power couple right here in, in this town. Yeah. And we're going to let y'all tap into what they do and what they bring to the table. And and most of all, we're going to let them explain to you about their business. <clears throat> they, they don't have a regular business, but they have one that's very popular. Mm. And it's very popular in this area and growing. All right. We want to welcome our very uh, special guest. And it's Mr. Donald White Jr. and his lovely wife, Passion. They are the owners of the White Smoke and Ash Cigar and Hookah Lounge located right here in Crest Hill, Illinois. And, uh, what we want to talk to them about because when I first met Mr. White back in March at uh, an ABBA luncheon, which is what we talk about on here a couple of times, the African-American Business Association, they had put together a luncheon where they had this panel of business owners in uh, the Joliet area and surrounding. And they brought in all these different uh, individuals from banks, from financial institutions to all these different things, government places to show businesses how to tap into capital and at that luncheon i had the opportunity of meeting mr donald white here is it all right if i say donald oh yeah i mean i get called don donald I'm whatever okay. you're comfortable with but either one doesn't offend me okay cool and of course passion mm-hmm. all right so i met don and, uh, and i spoke to passion at this event and we talked about coming on the podcast because on this podcast, we want to give this commun- our community an opportunity to meet some of the businesses that's going on in this area and to give them support because they, in tune, support this area by their con- contribution to the area. So at this time, I'm just going to set the table of what is most commonly thought of as a power couple. This is a couple who is portrayed not by the other person, but has a solid and strong ability to be an individual. And you know them on their own merits versus the merits of their partner. But at the same time, together they form a strong team, D 
due to their own individual accomplishment. So basically that says that they have different things that they bring to the table. And once united, it is grown into something exponentially, exponentially bigger. So let's welcome Mr. Donald White and Passion. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So just let us know where, I mean, where are you from? Uh, wh- how long you been doing? And, and just let us know a little bit about you. Okay. I'll let my wife start. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from Maywood, Illinois. Okay. Um, been living in Romeoville for over 20 some years. Um, and... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I and I worked at um, Board Warner Transmissions really? in Bellwood for over 23 years. Okay, my yeah. sis, my mother in law used to work there years ago. Oh, believe okay. it or not. Okay, I probably yeah. know her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we can talk about that offline. Okay. All right, Mr. White. How long? How long? I mean, who are you, and how long you been doing what you're doing? And where you been doing it at? <laughs> well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for this opportunity. You know, I want to make sure I get that those uh, things out the way first to, to really thank you and your, your team for allowing this opportunity to uh, take some time and, and really get to know each other and, and to uh-huh. really learn about our business. But mm-hmm. um, I am um, I'm from Maywood as well. Uh, we yeah. met um, back when I was 16 years old, and we've been around each other for a very long time. I'm 51 now. I'm a plant manager here locally in uh, Johns Manville. Okay. I'm um, a plant manager that has, that has a team of uh, six, uh, Plan 31, that I'm responsible for every day, their safety, their well-being. And uh, my most um, proudest moment at that, that company is when I joined the Diversity and Inclusion Council. I am a, I am a proud member. I'm one of the longstanding members of the Diversity and Inclusion Council for Johns Manville, which is um, – uh, we owned by Berkshire Hathaway, so this is very important to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm really excited about the the work that I do, that the things that I learned there, and I'm actually using those things that they teach me as a plant manager and a, and a person on Diverse Inclusion Council. I use that every day in my business. Uh, we opened up White Smoke and Ash uh, back in 2022, September 3rd, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, we purchased the building and we own the land. We own the we own the building. We own the name. We own the likeness, and uh, we're very excited about that. We don't have a, a mortgage on there. We own it free and clear. Um, wow. We, we did everything. That, that deserves applause right there. <laughs> um, we took all our savings. We mm-hmm. took all her 401 money. We retired her uh, two years ago. Very proud to say that she was able to retire 46 years old. Nice. We put all of our wow. finances, time, and talent into this business, and it is what you see today. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, oh, that is awesome. I tell you what, that let's just start right there. We <laughs> we just start right there because I know we we swaying <laughs> off a little bit, but wow, just the financial plan that you just spoke of. I don't know how many wives in this <clears throat> America would love to say that they have been retired by a plan that they put together with their their spouse. Yes. Mm. I mean, that's amazing yeah. in itself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just to be able to step out there and take that risk, because it's a risk. Yes. It's a risk. Because, and see, some people, everybody's got business ideas. Yeah. Everybody is excited about business. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like Jay-Z said, we, hey, 
we taking chances. Y'all waiting on advances, right? Mm, that's right. Mm, so, that's right. so, great quote. That's a great, great quote. <laughs> so, yes. so when you putting your own money in it, and and referring to Tyler Perry also, and you own it, yes, it's it's a big difference. Yes, Absolutely. it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I just commend y'all on that alone. That's success right there. If yes. you don't do nothing else, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's success right there. Thank you. Because that is huge. And and I, and I have to. I, I'm I'm good at re- reflective hearing. You said a couple of things that I definitely want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tyler Perry, uh, you just really mentioned him. We just mm-hmm. watched his his uh, new documentary. I don't know if you've seen this. Yes. Oh man, this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. forgive me if I go down this rabbit hole, no, but I'm gonna bring it back. Go ahead. But but that was so amazing. I actually she put it on. I was like, I don't want to see that. And <laughs> and it actually pulled me in. And and for him to do the things that he did, to go through the things that he have went through, and to be successful in in the way that he has. But he touched on a lot of things that, that really equate to our lives. And he talked mm-hmm. about diversity and inclusion. He mm-hmm. talked about challenges. He talked about being unfairly judged and, mm-hmm. and breaking through and going through all those things and still being successful. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that people don't even realize that really are a detriment to a business, that people are, are judging you unfairly. And you have to be prepared for that because you will fail if you don't be prepared for those things that actually that that are going to hinder you in mm-hmm. being successful. And and I really I'm really thankful that that you acknowledge us as business owners because what we did is not easy. And mm-hmm. I would tell anybody if you're not prepared for this mentally and you just have a business idea, you mentioned that as well, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared for that idea that you have oh, yeah, because absolutely. this idea it does you can say it, but to do it is two different things. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to just reflect on a couple of things that you said there because I am listening. You are spot on on the things that you just mentioned. Oh, that's key, man. I mean, it's key because like you said, uh, putting the plan together, a lot of us throw ideas out there, but actually writing them out and putting the pen to paper and then putting the plan in action. And then, like you said, then now once you got that portion started, mm-hmm. it's still, that still is just the beginning. Yes. That's still the beginning because see, like you said, it don't just happen overnight. And then it's times you have to be working that business <laughs> when ain't nobody else around, ain't nobody else congratulating, nobody patting you on the back and you staring at it the whole time saying, is this really going to work? And, and I, and I, I want to, not to cut you off, but I want to mm-hmm. piggyback off what you're saying because we can literally talk about each step that you talked about and have mm-hmm. a show on its own because mm-hmm. we went through every single stage that you just mentioned. And mm-hmm. those stages are just not surface. They are deep because people doubted us. They laughed at us. We were so proud that we bought this building because we thought owning a piece of commercial property was the American dream. But when we showed people what we had because it was an eyesore, to be honest, mm-hmm. we bought this building without an inspection. We bought it without an architect. We did so many things on faith. Yes. And what's so great about this building, and you really have to come and see this building to appreciate mm-hmm. what it really is. And especially we show in everything that we do, we walk the community on all the pictures. We showed them every step that we did. We showed them holes in the floor, and we showed them everything that we finished. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because mm-hmm. people thought that we was not going to finish. We was doubted. We was laughed at. We People did so many different things, mm-hmm. but because the love that we have for each other, I could not fail her i could not take wow. her could not have tell her that we was going to do this ask her can we do this and ask her to sacrifice her 401 money her career and then drop the ball can you imagine what that would have looked like devastating devastating but mm-hmm. but, but the, the amazing thing about it is because we did get to the greater good we actually closer she trusted me with this and she's seeing a part of me in 23 years that she never even seen and she appreciated me more by going through this thing and i see it in her eyes every day 
Oh man, we we gonna get into that. <laughs> we gonna get into that because I'm telling you that 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 is the oh, art of the man. power couple right there. That trust when yeah. when it doesn't crying. when it's not even there. <laughs> I'll tell you, we gonna get into that a little bit. So I tell you what, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here, and then we're gonna be right back on the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Hello and welcome back to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast where our special guest is Mr. Donald White Jr. and his lovely wife Passion, the owners of White Smoke and Ass Cigar and Hookah, Hookah Lounge. All right. As we started talking before, they uh, was tapping into an area that we were getting ready to go in, and that's that dynamic of that couple working together. And he already mentioned Mr. White, what Don mentioned about how the faith of his wife into the vision and how that risk that they took and how it's paying off now. But we know that's not easy because when you start putting faith in it, well, faith into business, it's, it's a challenge because you can't see the outcome. But I tell you what, we, we started going down a path, so we're we going we gonna to keep on that journey. Well, I was... Check doing some research on you, and uh, I came across this piece that was done by the Sisters of the Leaf. If you don't mind, just give us a little bit. What is the Sisters of the Leaf organization about? Yeah, so Sisters of the Leaf, Sisters of the Leaf, mm-hmm. is an organization that's really focused on women in the cigar industry, mm-hmm. and and they actually had an event at our lounge and they really loved what our lounge, everything that it stood for, everything that we put into it. And mm-hmm. and not only that, they really gravitated to the fact that it was a husband and wife couple. So mm-hmm. when we put this business together, we thought about, you know, everything that we can do. We we put her as the as the majority owner. She owns the majority part of the business mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure that everyone knows that it's owned by a minority, not only a double minority, she's a woman and she's a she's a black woman. So we we did that. We did that on purpose to make sure that everybody knows that this business is owned by a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. And they really gravitate to the fact that she has a big voice in this. And then if anybody would speak about Sisters of the Leaf, it would be my wife because she is one that did not know anything about this, but she got into this business without any knowledge of it and took hold of it and really shining in that. She she's great at the things that she she's doing. Mm-hmm. the things that she's learning and she did not know any of these things and in 15 months she has been a rock star on the things that she have learned and doing wow well come on, passion give us a give us a couple of nuggets on some of the things that you done picked up that part being the owner um <clears throat> oh. so many things um of um, meeting so many different people and Mm -hmm. and talking to so many people that, you know, come to me, you know, saying that I inspired them. And, you know, I I never knew, you know, how much I inspired them, but by them watching me, you know, from the outside looking in and just Mm -hmm. seeing um, this shy person, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. you know, not... um, you know, just just seeing how I have blossomed and how, you know, I'm a they call me boss lady. How I'm a um, <laughs> okay um, a boss now and own my own business. You know, mm-hmm. it's just inspiring to a lot of women. You know, and and 
um, coming out of that comfort zone because, like you said, when you said you're a shy person, yeah. But when you with you and boss position, yeah. But guess what? That puts you as a leader. Yes. Absolutely. And so now you saying they're they're looking up to you as a leader, and like you said, this is you walking it out in front of them. Yes. And so yeah, that 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 takes getting out of the comfort zone, and that, that's got to be a scary thought. Yes. It, if you it, if you've been a shy person all the time, all of a sudden now you leading folks, it's, that's got to be very scary. It, it it was, and it and it and it still is. You know, um, I've done a lot of things that I never done before. We have done several interviews and stuff and I never been the type of person that get up in front of people and talk you know um but you know the more I do it you know I'm mm-hmm. getting a little bit more comfortable with it but um but my husband he's he's a natural he, he <laughs> loves, uh, yeah talking not, not she always she always tell me that but I'll, I'm a middle child so I always been one that try to defy the odds. Uh, I was always the one that got the blame, the ones that got the whooping. So to okay. be a middle child, <laughs> you, you have to learn how to work out of the toughest situations. And mm-hmm. that's, what, that's how I am. And and uh, just to piggyback and not to skirt over what my, my humble wife is, is mentioning, she has learned even the things about cigars that I don't even know. Yeah. She is the one that takes the customers inside the humidor, or walk them through what the cigars mm-hmm. are, what they do, what leaf they are. Those are the things that she did not know about. And I'm sure when she was in her career, she didn't even know that she would do these things. And mm-hmm. it's a testament of who she is to be able to learn these things on the fly and to be able to be successful and to be able people trust her judgment and they buy things and purchase things based off the recommendations that she offers them on a daily basis. Mm. That's awesome. Because like you said, that's that's a challenge when you step into a world that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like you said, your your income depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if you if you asked her five years ago what she would be doing I'm pretty sure she would have said still working at Borg Warner not not even ever thinking that she would be an owner of a cigar lounge especially one that people tell her on a daily basis like she said one that is a great a great place is a place that feels like home and people tell her this is one of the best cigar lounges that they have seen in America and if for us to again she interior designed everything think about mm-hmm. that she 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 thought she had never been an interior designer she mm-hmm. went on on Pinterest. She went on, on Facebook and, and took all these things mm-hmm. and came up with the layout, came up with the pictures, came up with the gold accents and people coming there. And and again, that's why you're seeing magazines and things of that sort mm-hmm. gravitating to this because of the work that she put in and because they see how, how awesome it is and they want to be able to capture it in, in articles and things of that sort. I tell you what, that's, that is great. That is great. Uh, because like you said, that that's I just admire you stepping out like that. And it really because that's that's huge. But another thing in this article is the atmosphere. How do you go about creating that family atmosphere in the business where people feel welcome? Because if they come in there and they don't feel welcome, they ain't staying or they ain't coming back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you mm-hmm. you, you have to foster that kind of environment in there. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I let my wife speak about the 
part that she she really hones in, but I really hone in and, mm-hmm. and I tell I'm really honing in on the diversity side of it. What what people want to be able to do is to come in to a place and not feel it's catered to a certain person. I don't mm-hmm. want to come into any place and say, This is a black place, this is a white place, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a Mexican place. You don't want to do that. This is a beautiful place. And beautiful it covers every umbrella umbrella no matter what race you are. Mm-hmm. And when you come into our place, you don't know that it's a black place you just know that it's an awesome place and that atmosphere a diverse atmosphere is something that we practice on we we talk about the music mm-hmm. we talk about the furniture we talk about the everything the cigars all those things are catered towards everyone not just black people and that's that's mm-hmm. very important and that's why when people come in they feel an atmosphere of comfortability because it's a diverse atmosphere and that's what we push in every single day oh wow and, and also too when people come through the door uh, they feel welcome because first, when people come to the door, we greet them mm-hmm. when they come to the door. And um, and we talk to them. We ask them, is this their first time here? And, you know, we, we um, try to get to know our customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, not all the time that you are able to talk to the owners, mm-hmm. you know, and right. have that kind of, you know, relationship with the owners where mm-hmm. they can talk to you know, and 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 it's just the, the the feel, you know, how everything is in our place that you know give people a, a sense of comfort and um, and just welcome, you know, um, and belonging, the, the, and belonging, belonging. you mm-hmm. know, the ambiance, you know, mm-hmm. from the lights to the furniture, you know, and the music and and the and the people that come into our place, you know, okay. and. No, that, that's that's very important what she just mentioned because mm-hmm. the other people make the other people feel good. So it's I like that. I like that. You know, and that's that's amazing that she just pointed that out because that is true. It's and and we only been open. 14, 15 months, and mm-hmm. there's so many relationships that have been been born from there. Mm-hmm. It's people that get together when we're closed. Those people all met each other from our lounge. It is it's so amazing. And that's that's really what we was chasing in the cigar industry is the, the sense of community. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's it's and the thing that I'm loving about it is just not black people. People mm-hmm. of all races are getting all together races. and doing things, golf outings, going together, eating out, mm-hmm. going to their houses when we're closed. It is just so amazing to see this thing mm-hmm. and and we see how important being diverse and being in a place that people not looking at color is very important to, to us and our customers mm-hmm. see that, that network of individuals coming together those like you said from every walks of life yes that's yes. that's huge because like you said it's all about when you're in business no matter what business you're in some form or way it gets back to being about the people yes, yes. It's yes. about being about the people. You're in business to serve the people. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Whether it be an atmosphere, whether it be cigars, or whatever it be, you're there to serve the people. Yeah. And when they start coming in and they feel welcome mm-hmm. and they start feeling like they belong, mm-hmm. then that, that fosters, like I said, a return visit. Yes. Which yes. also creates more people coming in. Absolutely. I tell you what, that, that's good. I tell you what, we're going to step right into another, we're going to step into this question here. Uh. We're going to talk more about the dynamic between the couples. The power, the art of the power couple is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the dynamics. In what ways would you say you empower one another? Okay, so just to answer that question, honestly, I, I think we, we, power, we empower each other by letting each other know 
that our love for each other is important. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is when, when we fail and we have failed, we always lean on the love that we have. I know that she will never, ever leave me because she loved me. And she empowers me by letting me know that I'm able to take risk, that I'm able to be able to step out on her love for me and take chances. Because even if I fail, that love will not go away. That's that's how she empowers me. Hmm. How, how would you empower passion? So I empower her by letting her know that no matter what, I believe in her. I mm -hmm. see things in her that she don't even see in herself. I knew that the only way that this business would be successful is by bringing her into this business, by creating a business that she is comfortable with learning and doing and growing. And she 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 actually said something that I'll never forget that actually mm -hmm. turned the dynamic on the way direction we was going in this, on this business. She said, if I cannot do this business with you, I don't want to do it with anyone else. Mm -hmm. And that actually lit a fire under me to make sure that I do not fail her, to let mm -hmm. me know that I have to get this done because our, our relationship is really, really is counting on this to succeed. Mm -hmm. And 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 all those things that we have said and done actually help us to be able to have a successful business today. Yeah, that, man, that's, that is awesome. Because, like you said, it's going to be times when one of the partners is going to feel weakened. It's going to come a time in the relationship, especially in the business. It's going to come part where stuff are falling apart and someone's going to be less than. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, when you start running into that, you you have to have something that's going to power you to overcome it. Yeah. And like you stated, with your love, just like my love my, for my wife, you know, she allows me to step out and take chances like with real estate and uh, with different things with this podcast and all this stuff. And to be honest, I have had some stuff where I made some mistakes. Yeah. And started out buying some real estate, end up having to foreclose on some. Mm -hmm. But it was a lesson learned and a lesson earned, too. Yes. Yeah. Because through those failures is where you learn the knowledge that you don't know. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It, that's, yeah. that's, that's where you pick up the things you don't know. When you think you know everything and all the research you done done, mm -hmm. you still may come across something you just don't know. Exactly. And she she allowed me to make that mistake. And 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 I and I don't know your wife, but I actually mm -hmm. know mine. I, I know my wife, she she's a good measure of what you learned in that mistake. So, okay. so it's, it's, it's so, okay. so crazy. So you you right. When I failed, if mm -hmm. I took those failures and just poo pooed them as nothing, mm -hmm. she would she would not back that. But if I take those failures and be honest with those failures mm -hmm. and tell her what I would do different the next time, then she will back me on those failures. So she's a good measure on what did you learn? Did you learn something from mm -hmm. this? Did you are you going to be better from this? And she always asks me, "What are you going to do different? What are you going to do different?" Mm -hmm. And that that's let me know that she's watching my actions from those failures. She's mm -hmm. not holding me accountable to those failures that she's going to be a detriment to me, but she's actually saying, "I'm not going to support you if you're not going to be better from that failure." And I, I really appreciate that. Oh man, you, you touched on something else right there. The man has sets the vision for the household. Mm -hmm. He sets the vision for the household. That's true. You know, mm -hmm. a true man. Yeah, that's right. He lays out the plan for what the household is. Mm -hmm. And like you said, even though the spouse may not agree with it all, yes, if she loves you enough to support you, and you go through those failures, and it puts you in a position to guess what? You go to above average living. Yes. Because you didn't take the same common path that you didn't stay comfortable. Exactly. That's, 
You know, that, that, that's true. And so think about this. Think about this, bringing it right back to white smoking ash in that business. I go to her and tell her and ask her, let's do this business. So in this asking, you got to say, you got to leave your job. You got to sacrifice your 401 that you saved for 23 years. You got to believe in something that we never did. You got to do stuff that you never did. You got to go and find out all this furniture, all this stuff. And she's going to say yes to that. Most people, when you get to about the third thing, they say no. So just think all about right. what kind of woman she is. To, to listen to all these things, understand all these mm. things are risk on top of risk. And she said yes. And, and, and that right there is, is so amazing because yeah. She had to have the ultimate trust for me to be able to say yes to these things. Because if this, it, say this, this, this building would, as soon as we closed on it, it would have collapsed. It would have, she would have been looking at me like, but she, but she trusted. <clears throat> trusted and, and, I, and also too, I trusted God because mm-hmm. when he, Amen. when he brought it to me about, you know, uh, opening up a cigar lounge, I'm like, you know, Hold on, you know, because a lot of times we want things, mm-hmm. you know, that we think that's best for us. But a lot of times it might not be what's, what God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's go to God and pray about it mm-hmm. and see if this is what he wants for us. Because if this is going to ruin our relationship, our mm-hmm. marriage, our, our, you know, finances, our, our children, you know, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it because, and, and, and so he was like, you're right. And so we prayed about it and, and it's just like, God has just led us the way, you know, it was just like a lot of things that we were trying to do on our own, mm-hmm. trying to get loans and all of that. Everybody was saying, no, 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 no. He like, we, we, totally, you know, dependent on God for everything. He he supplied all our needs and, mm-hmm. and made it happen because this is what he thought would be would be best for us, you know, to be stronger together, to to grow and to be able to bless other people in our community. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Yeah. Doc, did you want to tap in on there? Uh, well, I mean that that is excellent. Um, the thing about it, because I just did a series this past week with a guy about men being intellectually sound and being able to make decisions. And, you know, so listening to the couple here, and I talked about how you have to look at the history of a person's decision making. What happened the last time? Because you, when you marry someone, you don't only marry them you marry the history of the decisions they have made mm. as far as with people they bring in your life, baby mamas, babies, daddies, their credit history, their credit report, how they deal with money. Is their credit real bad? They can't get nothing. I'm connected to this person. You know, previous dealings with real estate. How do they pay bills? Are they responsible? Do they have a, his- a good work history? Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentioned she had a solid 23 years at board morning. You know, um, you know, and so things of that nature. So that played a key pivotal role in couples and in any couple's life, the history of the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Because when they, whenever you're going to take it all and put it on the line, you know what I'm saying? We, we got to make sure that we have been responsible, both parties, you know, because 
we putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. I know what it is to open up a business, to start a church, a mm-hmm. nonprofit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where, you know, it was all our money on the line, you know, where refinance your home, getting your equity out of it, doing everything. People don't understand the sacrifice. Yes. So my wife, and just like his wife had to do, had to trust my decisions. And many times that trust is based on history. It's like, mm-hmm. I know he's yes. going to be there. I know he don't screw over the money. I know he's going to make sure I'm straight if anything happened. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I just want to drop that in. Mm-hmm. So that speaks volume on my brother. What's your name again, my guy? Don, <laughs> Don. You know what I'm saying? Of your ability to just be solid and not a double-minded man. Because if he was unstable in all his ways, man, y'all wouldn't be sitting here today. You know what I'm saying? That's right. right. That's true. <laughs> You know, no, I love you, baby, but yeah. uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? But because, you know, you were sound in your judgment, sound in your thinking, you knew where you were going, you know what I'm saying? You did your homework on that cigarette lounge, which that is a very popular thing in Atlanta and down here in the areas that I'm in. You know, that's a money-making machine. You know, Wendell was down here in this area. You mentioned earlier, you know, so, you know, I mean, it's very popular. So, hey, I just want to leave that right there, but uh, that's speak volume and just no men. Our decision making has history connected to it, mm. and it will have history. <clears throat> no, no, I, yeah. and, and I thank you for that, Pastor, um, for being able to, you know, to put that in in that format. And and I I really think about a word that they use at my job a lot, and they talk about credibility. And, and people don't yeah. really understand what credibility means. And 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 when you, like you said, Pastor, when you show that you have been a good steward, a good decision maker, you show your wife that you have credibility to do these things. Mm-hmm. The credibility is what she believes in. So if you didn't fumble yeah. the ball, if you didn't drop the ball, your credibility is shot. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to believe in you because you have not been a good decision maker. But, but good credibility. And people have to understand, you have to say, you have to do what you say you're going do mm-hmm. and you got it and you have to do it on a consistent level you you just can't make a mistake and do it once you got to show them over and over and over and that's even if you fall the credibility of getting up each time you fall gives you credibility that you can get up at any time mm-hmm. and that's very important yeah i tell you what yeah. what people don't realize in spouses what they need okay you mentioned love mm-hmm. we mentioned trust but one of the things that we hardly ever talk about that a wife needs from her husband is security. Yes. 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 It's security. Yes. So, like you said, in your situation where she trusted you and you kept proving yourself over and over, mm-hmm. that grew security in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I definitely <laughs> want to jump in right here. But, but, but what ahead. I've seen, and mm-hmm. this, is, this is what I will tell any couple, by she seeing that security that I provided, it brought her closer to me. Uh-oh. This is how the, our relationship has never, ever been this good, ever. We we I, and I and I'm not just telling you what what we say to each other is how we touch each other, each other, how we look at each other, and those things have grown because again that sense of security has strengthened mm-hmm. and it has risen, and she see it and she loves me more for that sense of security. And you totally right about that, brother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, that's powerful right there. That's and that bond right there, what a lot of people want, what you just mentioned, a lot of couples, but they have nothing sacrificed. Where y'all let that bond right there is because of sacrifice and putting it on the line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and, and you, you sold for that. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want that overnight. No, you sold for that. Mm -hmm. And that bond gets strengthened over time because you got so much invested in one another. Mm -hmm. And then you built something. And anytime you build something together, you know what I'm saying? That's where the power comes in at. And the unity of love in that bond, you know, becomes unbreakable. You know, I mean, man. man. No, no, yeah. No. And that's, um, man, you you spot on on that, Pastor. And and it's so yeah. crazy. You know, we we did some research yesterday just to let you know. Mm-hmm. We looked up what Google says is a power couple, right? We, mm-hmm. we wanted to be a little prepared for this. So, just to really look at what what a power couple yeah. is viewed as is is really interesting. But it's so amazing. But it talked about some things that we actually said before we looked it up. To be a power couple and to say you're a power couple is two different things. If we say we're a power couple, now we're putting a target on our back for people to try to tear that down. Mm-hmm. So we we don't say we're a power couple. People say we're a power couple, and we will embrace that, but we will not say it. Because what people want to do when you become a figure of power, people want to tear that down, especially in our community. And they want to shake the tree to see where it's weak. And if you say that you're a power couple, people will try to tear at your relationship to try to prove that mm-hmm. you're not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so amazing that you mentioned that because they spoke about that. Do people look at you in a, in a position of envy? And if they do, they're going to try to tear that down. Mm-hmm. And when you say that you're a power couple, if I just went out and put a post up and say, I am a power couple, it's going to be somebody to read that that's going to say, I'm going to show you're not. And that's very important. And we looked into that. And the reason that I wanted to bring that up, because that was one of your questions. And it mm-hmm. said, you know, how you ever uh, you framed it, it talked about, why? How you know us being a power couple, and and that's and that's a very uh, that that deserves mm-hmm. a podcast on itself. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at all the power couples, you actually named a couple. Look at all the things that they go to go through. Look at all the things that people do to try to tear them down. Oh. Look at all that they even brought up Jay Z's history. Beyonce, it's and that's all because. They're, they're that quote unquote power couple. Mm-hmm. And that's such a shame because people should be taking power couples and learning from them and try to mm-hmm. try to say, I want my relationship to be that. They mm-hmm. actually try to tear you down so they can have an excuse for making and saying, this is why my relationship is nobody's perfect and nobody is a power couple. And that's why they're not one. It's mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that's really amazing that we looked in it that way. Mm-hmm. That's nice you bring that up about having the target on your back because, like you said, when you look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, they got targets on their back. Mm-hmm. Barack and Michelle Obama. Will one. and Jada. Will and Jada. I mean, they always facing opposition to try to destroy their integrity of what they have built. Yes. Over so, and over. So, so, th- so ask yourself this. If they were not viewed or, or said anything about a power couple— would they have those same darts coming at them? And I would say, no, they would not. No. They would not. And and that's the scary part about this. And and that's the reason that we really lean on each other. And and because we don't even look at titles. We look at what we love, how we love each other. And that's the thing. People are going to say what you are. Some people might say we're a power couple. A lot of people do. But some people might say we're worse, the worst couple in the world. But we cannot be in mm-hmm. between that. We got to understand what we are. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's very important. So that's why we really looked at that question and we studied that question and really looked at how the world looked at that question because because I do think that that question has a lot of layers on it. And it's very important to understand where you are in your relationship when people do say that you are a power couple. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good. Good thought right there. I tell you what, I'm going to move on into our next uh, question here. A common misconception is that power couples solely rely on each other. 
is it possible that you supply everything that each other needs? I mean, from top to bottom, you you supply everything. Because, like you said, with power couples, sometimes they individuals that come together that bond. But yeah. do that I, one person supply everything that you may be missing? Now, now, I, now we we actually again we went through each one of these questions just mm-hmm. to be prepared. And and again, I, I want to make sure that my wife, sure. you know, is is prepared mentally for these questions that will come. Sure. We we looked at this, and and we do understand that we cannot. It's just impossible to provide every single thing. So so, do you consider? each other and everything you do yes but can you provide everything for your spouse no you cannot because she understands and i understand that it's other people that depend on me like for me being a plant manager this is important that that i I, i'm available for those people that i'm responsible for and she understands that i travel for my job i do a lot i I train for my job I, i i present for my job i do so many things and if if everything i did was surrounding just only her I wouldn't have the mental capacity to do these things. But because she's flexible and understand that I do have a career and I do take time that when I do travel, I bring her in. She's been to one of the best, some of the best places in the world mm-hmm. due to my job. But that's considering her, but not making everything all about just solely about her. I think that she would she would be sort of selfish and I would be sort of selfish if I wanted me to be just everything and she solely just surrounded her life around me would be kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back on the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your brother in the footwork, DJ Cornerstone, and you are listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. All right, family, welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast, where we are sitting here with Mr. Donald White Jr. and his lovely wife, Passion, from White Smoke and Ash Cigar and Hookah Lounge. All right, we've been having some good conversation talking about the art of the power couple. We're getting ready to get into another question here. And this question is, how do you prioritize quality time over money? Because check it out, in the business, you got to be making money. And we know the business never stops. But how do you you prioritize to get that quality time in? First of all, let me tell you, that is a great, great question. And and we actually excited that you asked that question because if you look at the dynamic, dynamics of our business and our, and our relationship, they actually intertwined. Mm-hmm. And, and I get to spend so much time with her because of this business. This business, we spend day and night together. Then we go home and go to sleep together. Then come back the next day and be together at the lounge. So our quality time is really, really both of them. It's business time and it's quality time because it's times where not one customer comes in there. and mm. But we still was able to spend that time together. So our quality time is, is being, uh, I would say, satisfied because we have that business that and that's so awesome we get to eat together we get to have dinner and and if if i was working or had my own business say i was a landscaper i would not be able to have that kind of quality time with her i would not be able to have the number of dinners that we have together by having this business so we we actually know that because of the business we are we are close and these are the things that that we recognize and and we're very excited about by working together and also too 
Um, we close one day um, during the week, which is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we use that time to um, go out. We'll go out to dinner or somewhere where we've never been before and spend that quality time together. Yeah, and, and you asked about the money as well. And and being owners, this, this is what we, we actually spoke about yesterday. Um, a great example of what you just asked just happened at the beginning of of December. We we took four days off. We actually closed the business. And and when you close the business, you lose money. We had mm-hmm. customers calling, people upset. Why you close? Why you close? Mm-hmm. But we took that time. I wanted to introduce her to the cigar, how, how the cigar culture is in other cities. So I took her down to Tampa. We went down to Ebor City. We went to the Black Heritage Fest. And we decided to say, we're going to do this together. She never was experienced She's never had experienced that. So mm-hmm. we decided to lose money, to, to to say money is not important, but her learning, her being better in the business, is, and that's what we do. We actually took that quality time over making money. So we lost four days of income for her to be better in what she needed to, to learn and see. Wow. Great investment. That was a win-win. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm telling you. Because, like you yeah. said, man, that, that's that's beautiful in itself. Because you get to experience yeah. some new stuff yeah. together, mm-hmm. along Aww. with increasing the business. Exactly. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and then you you look at the B part of that is that be, being an owner to be mm-hmm. able to to absorb four days of closing. Not many business could actually say they can do that, mm-hmm. and that that just let us know we're in a great space to be able to say we won't make a dollar for four days, but we spending time together. You learning, we able to spend that time for you, and you learning. That's that's just awesome within itself. Mm-hmm. Most business would collapse if you closed for four days and didn't make a dollar. We was able to get back oh, yeah. and, and and did not did not miss a beat. And that, mm-hmm. that speaks volume. And and again, that's the part of not having a mortgage. I was and, just going to say, oh, that, yeah. that's the brilliance of that. That's the brilliance of having not having that kind of overhead. That's right. That's right. That's the brilliance of that. That is. That is. Yes. And, and that's what I tell my wife because so many people try to lead us down a path. Oh, now you can take money out of, out of the business. You can do so many things. But we're not going to do that. I said we want to make sure that we're able to do these things and not being not being strapped. For money, not being able to, not able to, not not being not being governed by having to make money is very important in decision making. Oh, man, that's mm. that's so powerful because see that takes a lot of the stress off. Yes, because I'm, I'm I'm throwing myself out there, even producing this podcast and then my real estate business stuff like that, and I don't pull out any money for me as far as income. Okay, none of it. Good. No, none, none of because I actually went and sat down with a financial guy mm-hmm. and I laid it all out there and he said. You don't pay yourself a salary for running these properties? I said, no, I don't. He said, uh, so basically you just put it in there and then I reinvest it in the business. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. I just, whatever comes in, I because re- I still work full time. Me too. Like you mentioned, you still work full time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not looking to draw any money out of that. Mm-hmm. I want to build that. Exactly. Because eventually I want to build that till it stands on its own. That's yes. right. That's right. And see, yes. like I say here, we, and this wasn't part of the question, but we're going to step right <laughs> into right. it. Yes. That's right. This, I, this is like setting up legacy for the future. That's how we just spoke about The setting yes. up legacy for the future. Yes. yes. Because you say, you you mentioned you got kids. Yes. yes. Guess what? You you Eventually you're going to get older. This business, if it turns into be a big success, like yes. it is, and it keep going, in, mm-hmm. well, it's going to be something that you're going to have to pass on to the next generation. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And for them to come in, first of all, with the mortgage free, I'm, <laughs> woo, I'm yeah. telling you, especially coming in with that. That takes the stress off of passing it down because I'm gonna tell you what what happens in most cases with 
things that are passed on to the next generation. Yes. First business. Mm -hmm. I know. First of all, if you don't give them an out in the business, it might go down. Yes. yes. Or if you give them something that they don't want, that's first right. thing they're going to do is sell it. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So if you make it less stressful that's right. for them to take it on and manage it, yes. it's a good it's a good chance for it to and, carry and, on. And and, and yes. you and you you 1000% right in. And and this is this is the world that that's being created for our children is that drama. Our kids don't don't do well under stress. Mm -hmm. And be, because they're not everything that we're doing from that they they don't they didn't grow up like we did. We knew how to absorb stress. We knew how to build our stress. Our children run from stress. And not saying everybody children, but what I'm saying is that these kids you it's no accountability to stress. We 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 were stressed out if, if my mother was upset with me, I knew she was gonna come home and she was gonna put that 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 belt on me. Uh, that was stress. Right. So so, but our kids, we don't even whoop our kids nine times ten because mm -hmm. society say, well, that's a form of this, that's a form of that, and and because of that, they start forming a mind of I don't want. So when you give them something, if it's got too many stress levels on, they gonna give it up. Mm -hmm. They gonna say I don't want this business because it's too stressful. Mm -hmm. And and our children have you have to give them something that's seamless to say that that as soon as they plug in, they picking it up just like you rent it. And that's mm -hmm. what they want, and that's the only way they gonna run with the ball absolutely absolutely man because you, you're right about that because they don't if they have to do anything other than just manage it it's gone it's gone it's gone mm -hmm. and then like you said everything that you invested into to build it up for them is it's gone too it's gone yes. too Every, yeah. all the work that we did will be gone it's gone mm -hmm. too and, and that's and, and that, you, that's, on top of that you lose the community that you developed yes yes, yes. And and which that, is and going back to what you said sorry to cut you off is yeah. is exactly what you said is is that you have to make it to where it's just like that. that. That is being able to be ran, handed off, being able to be able to grab, and they and nobody wants to sell it. You want your kids to say, I want to keep this going. And the only way they're going to keep it going if it's not causing them any issues. And mm -hmm. I know that about my children especially. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I tell you what, I'm, I'm talking about one more thing here we, where we're talking about finance because, you know, we start getting into finance mm -hmm. and the businesses and different things like that. Like you said, one of the things in our community, and I believe this wholeheartedly, I don't know how y'all parents are in this thing, but I faced it with my parents and probably some other parents. We have a big problem with transferring wealth to the next generation. For some reason, we do not want to sit down and do all the necessary preparation for our setting up trust funds, setting up wills, putting all the documents together in one place and stuff like that. And we find ourselves after the seniors pass on and then the siblings come together. Everybody's fighting over what's this, that, and the other. And then the first thing you get at a funeral, somebody want to get up there and say, we need to stop fighting and coming together. And you know why? Because the one that just in the casket didn't set it all up. Yeah. And everybody is fighting over what was, when all they had to do was say, look, this is how I want this laid out. This is what's for y'all. This, that's for the other. Mm -hmm. It's not like the next generation going to take it from you. I don't know if it's something that inherited down through the years, mm -hmm. but setting it up and putting it in the proper perspective so that easily somebody can come in and plug and play without the stress of fighting one another. And yes. you can come together at the funeral and, and mourn instead of fight about what's left over. Yes. Well, yes. well, well, we, we definitely, this, this, if it was, if it was going to be a B part to this, it'd be a B, C, D, E, F, G part. <laughs> right. and, and, and just to be honest, man, because I have so many examples of everything that you said and, and what I'm really, really learning. And even when, when we was going through the financial part of what we were doing with the building is that 
we as a people, now we can talk about black and white and this and that now mm-hmm. because some of these discussions and being being in diversity, you can have these discussions because these is what we these are what we call hard conversations. Yes. And and having this hard conversation is something that we really run from. This what you just described is actually a learned behavior. And and that's is that's the somebody mm-hmm. have to literally teach you how to do these things. Will, mm-hmm. trust, all the uh, insurance. Other other races, they actually build financial wealth af- after they die because they have such big, large life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. They have million, okay. two million, five million dollar life, life insurance policies. We have five thousand, ten thousand cremation policies, and that's all we have. And so, okay. when you die, you're going to pick up. You're going to pick Preach. up bills. You're not going to pick up wealth. And mm-hmm. that is, and again, that's a learned behavior. Wow. We have not had. People see this is what this is, and again, this goes back that four hundred years that we had. We learned some things that really hurting us for the next four hundred years, mm-hmm. and and we have to teach to get out of that. And what I mean by that is that all our ancestors knew is work. They didn't know learning. You understand? Mm-hmm. That's that's very important because now somebody has to stop that ball from rolling downhill mm-hmm. and and teach it something to to roll another way. Mm-hmm. And that is very difficult. And and that is what you see. And that is why you, I mean, the parents, and I just had this, not less than a year ago, a father that, that only worked, that thought he was doing everything right by paying bills. But when it came to bury him, he nothing was in place. Nothing. Mm. We had to go to probate. We had to do this. He loved his children. He thought he, but nobody told him, Donald White Sr., you got to put your children on here so they don't have to fight over your finances at the end of the day. They, You got to put your house in somebody as a beneficiary so they could be able to sell this house. That's a learned behavior. And then mm. we have to be better at teaching our, our children this. And then and, and the people before us, we had to tell them where they missed on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I tell you. I, I tell you, you hit the nail on the head with that, because mm-hmm. I'd have been through it too. Mm-hmm. I'd have been through it too, and like oh, I said, yeah. I well, fortunately for Ooh. my wife and I, we have sat down and done a lot of that paperwork and got that stuff in order. Yeah. And we want to encourage our family that's listening to this. If you don't pick up anything else from this podcast, learn how to get your business papers for your home in order. Yes, yes. not just your business, but for your home in order for your family that is going to be left behind to deal with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that they can be prepared to go on a step ahead of where you left them. You, yeah. Yes, you got it. You and, and, I, and I would think the easiest and the best way to say this is we have to teach each other, teach our children how to build once we gone, not to f- fall once we gone. See that's that's the difference because like I said other races build once once their their parents pass they build off that we what we do is we we clean it up their stains once they're gone and that's mm-hmm. exactly what I had to do when my father passed away so I spent a lot of money cleaning up stains while I should have gained from his passing mm-hmm. to build for for the future and and that didn't happen and mm-hmm. again that's what I would tell anybody get you like you said get your finances in order get your paperwork in order get your life insurance in order because it's, it's policy out there that your children could benefit from that they would not have to fight over each other when you pass away or talking about who gonna pay for this urn who gonna pay for this casket mm-hmm. and things of that sort all that'll pay for itself and then they'll have something to build on once you leave and that's what we have to learn from each other all right thank you i mean thank you for that that was so powerful that was so powerful i tell you what we're gonna take our last break here and then doc we'll be back with there it is 
And then we're going to let our guests sign us out with whatever you got coming up that you would like the public to know about you. And then we're going to wrap this up. We thank you for tuning in to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hey, today uh, we get ready to wrap up today's show. Uh, we just want to bring a scripture reference from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, uh, verses 9 and 10. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. And um, we just, as we look at today's show and dealing with the art of a power couple, and just the power of just the two becoming one. You know, the scriptures say, you know, the two become one. And that's power within itself. And, and the power is the third person within the power, and that's God. Mm-hmm. He said, what may, God has joined together, let no one put asunder. And so that's where the power comes from. You know what I'm saying? You know, God is the source of the power for the couple. And as we look at this today and just look at the strength of all this, you know, it's being able to have someone uh, to grow old with, to have someone to support you and to encourage you to share your day with, to share your dreams with. Deuteronomy 32 and 20 says one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Just imagine what you and your spouse could do when y'all come together. The power of agreement. How can two walk together except they agree? And we just want to encourage couples today that are listening to this and you got ambitions, you got passion, you got goals, you want more. You just, you got to tap into this power. My, 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 you got to let God begin to heal you and to restore you and just bring the two together because truly two are better than one. Mm -hmm. It's a great reward for our lady. And there it is. All right, thank you, Doc, for that. There it is. You're welcome. Well, Don and Passion, I from the Mike DJ and Doc podcast, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for coming in and sitting down with us and discussing this topic, the art of the power couple. Because truly, whether you claim it or not, you are a power couple. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you much success in the future and for your your legacy. And what you're doing in this community. Thank you. Is there anything you want to leave with our listeners, our families, of how they can reach you, contact you, or support your business? Yeah, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Definitely, again, like we started off, we want to say thank you for this opportunity. And um, what I got out of this, most of all, that that this is confirmation that that my wife and I, my wife and I are on the right road. Um, we are doing the right things as a couple. Uh, we're doing the right thing in the sight of God because he would not allow these opportunities if we were not doing the right things. And this this podcast is definitely confirmation to that. And I, I definitely want to t- thank you for reaching out and, and being the, the vessel that confirms that. That is there is very important to us mm-hmm. to make sure that we are doing things that the community can can acknowledge and see and people can gravitate to and something that, that can help each other, help people um, be better. And and that's what I told my wife. Uh, we we not selling cigars. We 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 are we are we are selling a mission and we are on a mission for people to be better. So so if you want to um, visit White Smoke and Ash, we're at 2301 Plainfield Road in Crest Hill. Um, we're, we're open um, every day except Wednesday. Um, we open at 1 a.m. on Saturday and Friday. 
uh, that is our busiest days. Um, you will have a, a, a great experience. You will meet great people, and uh, and uh, you will become part of the family if you if you if you do come there. So again, uh, please come and see us. Um, we are, we have a, a a great fight in front of us. Uh, just know that it's not all uh, rosy. Uh, we we are fighting. I'm not fighting right now. We we we're working with the city to try to get our BYOB. Uh, permit. It, it is uh, it is something that's, that's hindering the business. We are one of the very few lounges, if if not the only lounge in a, in Illinois that that's not allowed to do this. And and um, we want to make sure that this is not uh, driven by different things. And I'm ready to have those hard conversations because of the things that I have learned in in diversity and, and inclusion and uh, being on that council to understand that that um, these unconscious biases we're going to address. Uh, we're going to make this community better because we're going to have these hard conversations. We want to make sure that um, we address the microaggression because we see in those things allyship because that's very important. And uh, those are the things that I'm ready to speak about. So, again, um, we it's been uh, over two years we've been fighting for this. Uh, we have proven that we've been doing good business by not having not one, not one single incident of police interaction at White Smoke and Ash. That's unheard of to never have a police even be there. We have had events of hundreds of people and never have any police interaction. That is a testament of the business we run and the respect that we have for the city and we want that to be rewarded and, and we want that to be appreciated and uh, we, we are going through some heavy things right now I'm grateful and I'm blessed to have a sister that's a lawyer and she's fighting every day and a wife that that understands that my passion is not anger my passion is something that I really really hone in on and I want to be able to be, be better from that so again I'm, I'm excited I think this is a great opportunity for us to do things in the future and I'm really excited about that thank you thank you did you want to you on top on that task? So he done said it all. Again, we thank you for listening to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast, and we will also want to let you know Merry Christmas, yeah. Happy Holidays, and we will see you next year yes. with our next episode. Mike, yes, yeah. And before we go, if you are in the Joliet area, I will be there. If you have, if you want to come out and meet. Doc of the Mike DJ and Doc Show uh, this coming Sunday on the 24th at St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. Can you give them the address, Mike? And um, for me and Greek. All right. The address is St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church, 1404 South Briggs Street. Again, that's 1404 South Briggs Street. And that's Joliet, 60433. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. We love to see you in the place. Come meet Doc, we y'all. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Maybe DJ can slide by. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, and be yeah. blessed. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJAndDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, the king will reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question, am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc Podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments, recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.